Did ancient humans have Wi-Fi and we've just rediscovered it? If rock is the devil's music, does that mean there are concerts in hell? Or do demons buy tickets for shows here on Earth? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life. Hey! Welcome back to This Paranormal Life. The comedy podcast where every Tuesday we investigate a different paranormal tale, case or claim and get to the bottom of whether it's truly paranormal or not. As always, you are joined by myself, Mr. Kit Grimalvena, this guy across from me, Mr. Roy Powers. How are you doing today, Roy? I'm doing great. We are 15 seconds in and I am sweating already. Yeah. Uh, usually I do end up sweating some point in the podcast, but uh, UK is going through a bit of a heat wave right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, things are getting toasty right off the bat. But this is the natural habitat of the paranormal investigator. Under pressure, under scrutiny, Uncomfortable. under investigation, <laughs> to be honest. You know, we talk about investigating stuff a lot. We don't mention that usually we're pretty hot under the collar because we've got big government looking down. They're going through our finances with a fine tooth comb and they don't like what they see. Oh, yeah. And look. <laughs> A, a lifetime career as a paranormal investigator combined with our Google search histories, you best bet we're both going to hell. So we better get used to the heat, brother. So I'm doing laps of the local <laughs> football pitch with hoodies, scars, and everything in the UK heat wave just to get ready for the bish. Like wrestlers before a weigh-in. We've got those like aluminium hoodies. <laughs> we're running with weights on our shoulders. People ask us if we're training for a marathon. I just say, no, nah, I've been a bad man. <laughs> That's the scariest response. <laughs> so you're already running in an an aluminium hoodie that's super weird being like wow is that like a fashion sense no i've been a bad boy <laughs> as always we've got a giant investigation to get stuck into today so we're going to dive right in so right off the bat thank you to tom greater x for sending this one in to us tom you sound like a dinosaur with that last name love it uh, but i appreciate it today rory our story brings us to mississippi in the 1930s we are in the deep south brother i know somewhere you're familiar with a little bit but born and raised this is apparently you might want to fight them on this but this is apparently the most southern place on earth Ooh, okay so like if you think of everything southern they've cranked it up to 11 11 so you know, i don't they're eating like twice as much delicious fried food exactly the country music is twice as loud it's almost deafening it's, ah, it's paranormal turned on that banjo <laughs> guys playing a 20 foot long banjo takes like five guys uh, i've never been to uh mississippi before so yeah. i'm excited i don't know a lot about the the paranormal side or just the normal side exactly and on one hot night in rosedale mississippi people are drinking in a local bar a guy called Robert walks into the bar, holding his guitar case. He looks around, but no one even registers him. So he walks over to the bar. He orders a whiskey and pulls up a seat as the sounds of the local Delta musicians surround him as he waits for his turn. Is this like an open mic night sort of thing? Kind of situation. Okay. Different musicians all turning up. Very cool. The whiskey is working its magic and some of his stage nerves are dissolving away. At least until the barman says, Hey, Robert, looks like you're up. Good luck, kid. Realizing that, yes, the music has stopped, this is his cue. He grabs his guitar, shuffles past the patrons, and sits on stage. He collects himself, and then proceeds to play all his best material. Songs he's poured his heart and soul into. 
stories from his life layered with transcendent melodies. Wow. In his mind, this is like expert mode on Guitar Hero as well. You know, he's just shredding the bish. Uh, and as he finishes his first song, he waits for a little applause before launching into the next one. Smart. You suck! My ears are bleeding! Robert did not sound as good as he thought he did. That That's night. the whiskey, my friends. I don't think you think you're <laughs> did doing I a say lot of things one better. Whiskey? <laughs> he drank the place dry. <laughs> the, the barman was like, "Wait, you're playing?" As a guy that's uh, you know stayed up late at night, seven, eight whiskeys deep, writing out podcast notes, thinking I'm coming out with absolute gold, yeah. and then uh, the next morning realized I was in wingdings for half the thing you can't even read it you can't translate it back you can't change the font back to english either i I get it you know whiskey can give a man a lot of confidence robert grabbed his guitar and fled the stage bottles simply flying at his head as the door to the bar slammed behind him in the street he thought man i just don't understand i practice and i practice but i can't get good No one wants to hear my music. As Robert walked off into the night, nobody in that bar ever thought they would see him again. But a few weeks or months later, the bar doors swing open again. But this time people take notice. The place goes silent. Robert's back. He walked over to the bar once again. Jesus, buddy, take the L, all right? Look, you gotta understand, brother. You sucked shit last time. I mean, wow. I had I had really never heard music that bad in, in my entire life. I mean, God, in 30 years of bartending, I'm, I'm, this is me being sweet here with you. I mean, that was the most trash performance I had ever witnessed. You got sausages for fingers. You can't pick but Robert a string. ignored the bartender you got sausages for because eyes. something was different. Frankly, you sound like... <laughs> you sound like an eel that's made its way to earth and it is crying because it doesn't know where it is or what it is. Robert had a dead look in his eyes, a focus. It was like he wasn't even listening. When he took to the stage, people were basically already booing, ready to roast him yet again, until he started playing. It was like nothing anyone had ever heard before. Not only was his playing god-tier, it was an entirely new genre. Wow. When he finished, the audience wouldn't stop cheering. They couldn't get enough. This isn't because he just didn't have a whiskey this time before. The pr- <laughs> he was just sober when he played. It is, well, it's a, you know, we can't conflate those two things. Yes, he did not take the whiskey this time. They would not serve him. <laughs> but um, I think something else had happened. Okay. Before long, Robert was the talk of the town. The whole situation made absolutely no sense. Everyone remembered how garbage he was the first time. He could barely play guitar. How could he go from that to the greatest guitar player of all time? People were in a trance when they watched him. And it wasn't just that, he was getting mad girls too. They couldn't stay away. People said it was like he had some kind of power over them. Now we're talking. Word started spreading that something was off about the whole thing, about Robert. How had this transformation taken place? There were even rumors that people had seen him walking around the streets alone late at night. Where was he going? That's kind of a cool musician thing to do though. 
you know, like contemplate okay. your existence, like walk around in the dark, maybe yeah. like go to a bar by yourself and hear other people's life stories and write it down on a napkin. Yeah. You know, that's cool stuff. That's very true. As an artist, you get a lot more like free passes to do weird shit than normal people do. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, like if you're an accountant yeah. or you like work at Tesco's, you can't just be wandering alleyways at night. Yeah. That makes you either weird or a superhero in your spare time. That's very true because... Whereas like an artist, you have like carte blanche access to the world in any way you see fit. You, you could take be... a you could take a shit on the bonnet of a cop's car and he's like, wow, this is... Are you going to write a song about this, sir? This is amazing. Nah, just having fun, <laughs> officer. They applaud. <laughs> it's so true. You could be breaking into someone's house... And they'd be like, excuse me, what's going on here? And you're like, just inspiration for my next record. Yeah, totally fine. And they're like, oh, I heard the last one. It was great. Please have that. Then finally, the locals got the news they had been waiting for all along. A local man started telling anyone who would listen what he had seen. Yeah, I've seen them walking around at night, all right. I saw them in the middle of the night. All alone, he walked up to the crossroads. He performed some kind of ritual to trade his soul to the devil. So supposedly, using some kind of ancient forbidden magic, Robert had traded his soul to the devil for a new style of music and the ungodly skills to be able to play it. Wow. Suddenly, it all made sense. I mean, it sounded impossible to the townspeople, but just maybe, what if Robert had been hiding in plain sight all along? What if all this time the clues had been in his songs? Suddenly people were listening to his music with fresh ears. <laughs> the new stuff's really devil and sacrifice heavy. It went from kind of just like, I love cold beer and I love football. Right before I sacrifice the goat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the the record execs are listening to this <laughs> and they're like, oh, so we kind of, we, I think we lost you there in the last couple lines, Robert. He's like, uh, he's in the booth, like activating the mic, just being like, uh, Robert, Robert. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we love the song. Um, mm -hmm. Football, cold beers. The audience love yeah, it. Yeah, don't we all? I think uh, towards the end there, you mentioned something about a goat, sacrificing a goat. Did I? God, I, I don't, I don't think I did, chief. All right, well, I mean, we, we could check the recording, but I think because uh, we're pressed for time here, let's push on, maybe try and get a couple takes of the second the second course, if you're sure. fine with that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, tape, are we rolling? All right, when you're, when you're ready, Robert. Gotta love to drive my truck with my baby. Beautiful. Drinking Beautiful. a little blood on the Drink road. <laughs> we stopped that there? Just pause that yeah. there for a second, Robert? Yeah, you, I mean, you're kind of cutting me off my flow here, Chief. Did you say bud or blood? Because... Oh, you know, whatever you want, you know, Which, whichever one you think is, is better. I think, uh, I think Bud, Bud, Budweiser. Although High blood Bud. does, no, it does, does rhyme better. I just, I just, I'm aware of, of a departure from the country uh, music style to sort of a satanic. Really? Uh, almost. You see, I don't demonic. read that at all. I don't read that at all, actually. I don't write this stuff down. It just comes off the off the top of my head. So honestly, that's just my art. That's just what's going to happen. Right. Well, I feel like your art is, um, you know, it's entering some areas that um, the locals really aren't going to respond to. 
Uh, well, the Satanists will love it. Here, so. I don't want that. I don't want that to be our primary uh, our primary audience. It's it's a big local audience, to be honest. Let's just you know what. Let's push on. We'll just do a final course. Let's make sure that we can uh, sure. we can see if we can get this down. One quick thing. Mm. Let's just try and do one course without any uh, satanic mentions at all. Nothing. Um, do that. Nothing creepy. Nothing. No drinking blood. Just like the old days. Just like the old just days, like the baby. Old day. yeah. You know it. You know yeah. it. Just one man and his guitar, strung on his back. Budweiser, Bald Eagle, American Driving straight football. to hell. How? No, way no, Robert. Jesus. No. What? You need to look. I'm not following any of it. You industry guys with your with your rules and your regulations. I'm not getting this. You almost had it. We were so close. All right. Think think Budweiser touchdown making out with the head cheerleader. We're almost home, Robert. Can't One final to course. Any of this. <laughs> Let's go. I feel like you're from 50 years in the future, Chief. We're rolling, Robert. Final course. Me and the boys at the final touchdown. Me and the boys, and we're singing out loud. Maleficum Dominus. Robert! Robert! What? Honestly, that that actually slaps. Yeah. We could we could work with that. Right? I think like Domineos, Dos Latinos. It has a cool beat to it. We'll put some banjo under that. We're That's done. A new sound. That's a wrap, boys. <laughs> That's it. Like I say, people were suddenly listening with fresh ears to Robert's music. So to investigate this story, I actually studied some of his lyrics for Hidden Messages. So Rory, I'm going to read you some of the lyrics and see if you can decode them. Okay. Okay. This is good. So he has one song called Crossroad Blues. All right. This goes like so. I went to the crossroad fell down on my knees. I went to the crossroad, fell down on my knees. So, right off the bat, kind of incriminating because he was seen at the crossroads yeah. by the guy. But, you know, we'll see what, what else happens. So, Because that could also be quite a metaphorical thing, you know, in the crossroads of yeah. life. Yeah. I fell down on my knees in, in prayer or frustration, you know? There's That's, a couple different ways of looking at it's that. It's actually pretty beautiful. I'm Thank gonna, you. I'm going to keep that off the camera. Ask the Lord above. Have mercy now, save poor Bob, Lord if you please. Lord above, that's a great start. This is good. This He's is... looking in the right direction, at least. Absolutely. Yo, standing at the crossroad, tried to flag a ride. Ooh, yeah, tried to flag a ride. Didn't nobody seem to know me, babe. Everybody passed me by. That's fair. So, pretty cryptic stuff. Not a lot to go on, but things generally pointing the right direction. Yeah. Um, Another song, for example. Uh, this one is called Me and the Devil Blues. Ooh, all right. That's already a bit of a red flag there. It is, the title. But it could be a bit of a red herring. You know, it could be, sure. you know, him like fighting fighting those urges or something. Those yeah. Christian urges. It's like deviled eggs. Actually pretty good. It's a good thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. And pickled eggs. Yeah. Not anything to the devil, but more the devil or eggs. Hell, more but egg yeah. themed. Yeah. Just eggs scrambled in general, eggs. actually. Scrambled eggs is amazing. Another good form Eggs of egg. Benedict. Florentine. You can't go wrong with a good egg, can you? Omelette. Yeah. What if there's an egg I is don't like? Is there a like? bad egg? That's what I was just thinking. I mean, the, the phrase exists. Egg salad? I don't uh, like. Yeah, maybe not. They should call that deviled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> An egg salad, because it sucks. That's true. So, lyrics to Me and the Devil Blues. Okay. 
early this morning, who, when you knocked upon my door, and I said, hello, Satan. Oh, boy. And I believe it's time to go. Oh, no. Uh, second verse. Me and the devil was walking side by side. Me and the devil, who. <laughs> oh, boy, I love him. So... <laughs> I was kind of hoping the, the devil themes were going to be a bit more cryptic, a bit more poetic. Right. You know, like... So far, the devil has come to his house. He's uh, just... This is a diary entry borderline. Yeah. And he said, hello, Satan, as if he's on first name, first name terms as well. Yeah. And I believe it's time to get... So he's like, he's walking side by side with the devil. Doesn't seem like he put up much of a fight either. No, he's pretty no. much bags packed, ready to go. No, he seems excited. Who? <laughs> he seems excited about it. That's a direct quote, folks. Yeah. You may bury my body down by the highway side. Baby, I don't care where you bury my body when I'm dead and gone. You may bury my body. Whoo! Down by the highway side. So my old evil spirit <laughs> can get a Greyhound bus and ride. Okay. If we were decoding some of the themes here, yeah. pulling apart some of these cryptic lines, this artistry, are you seeing any, any devilish intent? Uh, well, the devil, for sure, is pretty right. devilish. He did turn up in that last song. Um, burying my evil spirit. Yeah, he called himself my old evil spirit. Yeah. So he's not even... Because bearing in mind, at this point in time, he was about 20 or so. That's pretty early to have an evil spirit. An old evil spirit. Yeah. It's almost like he himself is a reincarnated demon of some kind. And look, you know, uh, devil's advocate here. Um, sure. You know, c country music can be a little self-deprecating. It can mm -hmm. be like, you know, you can be kind of hard on yourself. Like, oh, my, my wife left me. Mm -hmm. Nobody loves me. Uh, I'm a bad man. I like whiskey yeah, I've at done night. Some bad I've things. done some bad That's yeah, part of the that's part of the whole thing, you know, the, the get up, the cool kind of like country cowboy vibe. But when you're edging into devil territory and saying you have an old evil spirit, <laughs> it goes from like less charming to just yeah. be like, maybe we give this guy a bit of space. Yeah. And some holy water. What are some of your thoughts about this theory to begin with? Do you think it's possible to trade your soul for a skill in the first place? Um, I think it's a really interesting concept. I'd like to know more about how you get into the position where the devil offers you a contract. Yes. Because I've been bad at a lot of things in life. Mm -hmm. And he's never shown up with like a contract made of fire. Like and the little like, hey, like Microsoft Word little clip. And he's like, hey... I see you're trying at this. Yeah. Would you like to sell your soul for a bit of help? Um, I've never had that. And I've been pretty much bad at almost everything. I think I just get... I mean, when we even started the podcast, the devil didn't show up. And he was like, how would you like to be the best podcaster in the world? It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I would have liked that. I would have traded anything to be top 10 iTunes I don't of course, even need yeah. to be number one. I would have given my, a bit like Death Note, I would have given my eyeballs, my soul, my heart. Uh, hey, whatever it takes. For yeah. a modicum of podcast industry clout. To be top 10 in the comedy Apple charts. To be simply nominated another year running in the podcast awards. I guess it's, it's a real sad moment when the devil thinks your soul is not worth a deal yeah <laughs> that's pretty dark i can't help you i'd love to take the soul but that would be unfair because that would suggest i can do anything about this yeah our version is like 
is like we're at the devil's door knocking and pleading being like you gotta help me brother i'm begging you i'm on my knees at the crossroads and he's like you are so bad at life that any ability i give you won't even make you it's a bad deal for you is what he's saying <laughs> plus i there's no point in me taking a soul that's already coming to me <laughs> you're, you're for sure going to hell already yeah. as we already said you, uh, you are my inheritance <laughs> everything that's yours will be mine eventually um so it's interesting to uh to to you know, for this to be something that's happened to someone, I'd love to know the process. Like, did the devil show up one late night and was like, hey, kid, I can make you the best? Yeah. Or was it more like, I've got nowhere left to turn. The big guy upstairs isn't answering any prayers. I got to start looking down. That's true. You know, this could be a guy who's tried every possible avenue and has been knocked back. And this is his last chance. You know, we know it's tough out there for musicians. I, yeah. There's a lot of... I'm not even joking at this point. There's a lot of musicians <laughs> who would sell their souls tomorrow for those abilities. For sure. All right, so music fans might have worked out that we are, of course, talking about music icon Robert Johnson. Uh, Johnson is basically often credited with inventing the blues and rock as we know it. Wow. He was only recorded twice in his lifetime, yet without him... There is no, and this is according to the bands themselves, there is no Rolling Stones, there's no Led Zeppelin, no Bob Dylan, no Eric Clapton. Even in a 2011 documentary, Slipknot said, this dude set the template. He's the, the start of it all. Hopefully that's the template for rock and roll and not for soul-selling contracts. <laughs> like he really paved the way. He opened relations with the devil and that was pretty much an open door. Because Slipknot, they feel like, pretty pally with yeah. the guy on stage those are their faces now those aren't masks that's what they love <laughs> part of the faces. deal they were hollister models before they got into the music industry <laughs> just chris hamsworth looking dudes so all paranormal things aside this is a real question how did he create this new sound but what we're most interested in is of course did he use the paranormal to get it right which seems pretty cut and dry did he summon satan to get guitar skills or is this all a mean rumor but there is a third possibility so the mississippi delta at this time and probably today is one of the most diverse areas of america countless people live there from uh, all over africa the caribbean south america and beyond so people believed all kinds of different religions it wasn't just christianity right a lot of different cultures coming together a lot of Milton folklore Pop. history that's great that's fantastic that's what we love to hear so this included you know there was a lot of people genuinely practicing believing uh haitian voodoo santeria it's a kind of mashup of a couple different religions um vodan hoodoo Lots Voodoo. Of, <laughs> yeah, you've got these uh, religions that kind of predate, like even voodoo as we know it. Wow. And in some of these religions, there are kind of gods or spirits that you can pray to or make offerings to and ask for things in return. Interestingly, there are at least two spirits, uh, Elegua or Elegua and Papalegba, who are gods of crossroads. Oh, so maybe this isn't a rumor at all. Robert Johnson very possibly believed in one of these religions and genuinely tried to get supernatural musical powers. Very interesting. 
uh, just for reference, I've got to show you what Papa Legba looked like because because he 100% invented rock music. Like this isn't what you picture a normal god to be. I'm very excited. For starters, he apparently smokes a pipe, walks <laughs> with a crutch, and uh, drinks sparkling water. So. Why does a god need a crutch? That's already a bad sign. So the image I'm going to show you is actually. Um, an interpretation that showed up in American Horror Story, the TV show. But this is like a generally how he's depicted thing. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. That's pretty rock and roll. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, he has, um, uh, are those dreadlocks? <laughs> yeah, of course. He's got dreadlocks. He's got a big top hat with skulls on it. Mm -hmm. Glowing red eyes. Um, and a pretty well-worn face. Like, that's the face... That, that face tells a story. Yeah. And that story's a thousand years old. And that face has drunk many bottles of Jack Daniels. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's probably... That's what his blood is. <laughs> that's a strong look. You could put him in, like, Alice in Chains in the 90s as a guitarist and no one would even bat an eye. I'm digging it. I think that's a very, very strong look. And even though he has glowing red eyes in this image, sure, um, he's not, like evil apparently he's that's all, what he, i was gonna say yeah is you're like you know because you know when you get into different religions uh you've got your good gods your bad gods not all of them are malicious yeah this man looks like he wants to fight <laughs> does he necessarily want to fight or is he pretty chill i don't know enough about papa legba but i have read that he is considered kind of like almost like a like a dad figure like a parental figure he's well, like papa for he, sure he like looks down on you know like looks down kindly on people gives him advice as an Ugh. intermediary um between the spirit worlds and the human worlds so like i said we've really got a couple of hypotheses here but as always we have to decide if our story is truly paranormal or not rory do you think robert johnson used the paranormal to change music forever this is a really interesting story because, you know, we've investigated demons and the devil in uh, in a lot of different stories in the past. But a lot of the times when it's the devil getting involved with a human or a human's life, we're talking about um, a very evil devil and a very unwilling human. <laughs> it's usually, you know, possession. Uh, That's true. Hauntings. We talked about like uh, the gates to hell existing on Earth. The um, that place in america that is basically hell where the ground is fire mm -hmm. um a lot of different examples where basically humans are pretty much affected in a very negative way uh whereas this is a case where things are a lot more civil we're talking about what could possibly what could possibly be a contract between the man and the devil to actually i don't know it's beneficial to both of them did robert live a long time no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Robert is famously part of the 27 Club. Right. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, there is a long list of rock stars throughout history uh, who never made it past the age 27. It's kind of creepy when you look into it. I believe it involves Jimi Hendrix, I think is in there, Kurt Cobain, Robert Johnson. Yeah. Um, and actors as well. A lot of famous actors as go. well. Uh, Are we saying they all had their contracts expire in 27 years? Possibly. We'll have to look into it. That's a, that's an interesting question right there because it is often someone who has seemingly talent and vision beyond their years. Someone yeah. like Jimi Hendrix who just, you know, flunks out of the military 
and just sets the world on fire and his guitar on fire literally with this new style of music. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting idea. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a life licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a very different case. I, it, I honestly, personally, don't have a lot of experience with um, deals with the devil, mm-hmm. as in research knowledge and also ex- firsthand experience with my life. I did mean to ask, uh, it, were this true, what skill would you accept that contract for? That's a pretty good that's a pretty good question. Because does everyone have that one thing they would they would trade it for? I yeah. Like, was Neil Armstrong like, I want to be the best. I want to be the first man on the goddamn moon. Yeah. I'll sign the dotted line wherever you want. Um, or is it pretty much like, is it just everyone wants to be like a musician or an actor or somewhere like that? Because those are the most like, I guess, glitzy lifestyles you can have. You know, your face on the big screen. That's or being true. up on the stage adored by thousands of people like does someone want to be the best damn civil engineer there's ever been <laughs> yeah like i just want to plan cities for like the future. no one's ever planned like, before. no one's ever done it <laughs> all the buildings are just like upside down crosses it's very <laughs> satanic <laughs> yeah um that's a that's an interesting point because i feel like even being at the this is really stupid but like being the best at something doesn't always guarantee success either i mean if you're if you're the greatest ever astronaut, like yeah. there's a lot of other astronauts. How great can one guy be that they have to send him? Like, what if they just give the contract to someone else who's like younger or for some other circumstances? Um, I feel like people think so much of entertainment because it's like that's where we reward the mo- the most brilliant artist, and everyone wants to buy his paintings. It's like yeah. so clean cut, you know. 
Like we can believe it if Picasso sold his soul to the devil to be Picasso. Yeah, yeah. It gets a little more squirrely if you're, yeah, the best gardener to ever exist. I don't know. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, it's a weird one for sure. It's hard to believe that a musician comes out of obscurity and is actually bad to begin with, but then somehow it changes the course of human history uh, by becoming so great. It's very hard for us to wrap our heads around that. Yeah. And I can definitely see the appeal of this paranormal leaning. Um, but I think one thing we do need to look at, especially looking back through this historical lens, is <laughs> just how racist uh, America was at this time. Right. Um, and and today, uh, let's be honest. Let's roll it all in there. <laughs> Not much has changed. Maybe Robert did believe in one of these other, maybe Caribbean or African religions. Right, maybe right. he did believe in one of these gods like Papa Legba, but... It seems like it's no coincidence that the overbearingly white community uh, decided that that couldn't possibly be the case. It had to be Satan. <laughs> right. When it's like, why would Robert trade his soul to be able to play the guitar? Wouldn't it make more sense if Robert just asked the God of his religion, prayed to him like everyone does? Got it. Got it. Yeah. For a skill. I mean, also I straight to the devil as well. <laughs> like, there's a whole other side to that coin, and it's the nice side uh, to automatically assume right off the bat that it's. Granted, he did have some heavy devil themes in the songs. He did. That was he didn't Robert's help himself. Fault. Yeah. He did not help himself. But it, it has to be said, like you said, that it's a incredibly common theme all throughout art and music and writing and history. Crossroads. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have to be a literal crossroads just because he sang about going to the crossroads. It's like, that's just art. Do you think the devil likes to barter? <laughs> you can negotiate Don. Like, could I trade my Xbox to be pretty good at the guitar? He's you like, know, like, he's, he's like, like, you, you won't don't be think I have enough Xboxes? <laughs> you think everyone doesn't try to trade the Xbox? It's like, I'll trade you my iPhone uh, 6S for like being able to backflip is that a fair trade like all my soul yeah it's not a lot of work for him and i don't want to be the best at backflips in the world i don't want to be able to do like 200 yeah and then slam dunk from half court like it's looney tunes i just want to be able to yeah, like you, you need to give a lot more for that yeah that's that's obviously like an iphone 10 that's yeah, way more probably <laughs> but i just wondered like how much time does he have yeah that's because he's probably looking for excuses to get out of hell or does he like it down there I guess he does. I see what you're saying. So he, he ha is he hell kind of hell for the devil, or is that his heaven? Nah, he's got to like it, surely. Yeah, because otherwise he'd change it, right? But I like what you're saying. He has he operates a kind of CEX style exchange system, right? A GameStop. If, if the new Animal Crossing comes out, like you could get a you could get a decent amount of skills for that. Yeah, it just, it just came out. It's worth a bit to him. Or you know, it's like here I'll I'll give you the soul of my cat mittens. What can, what can I get me? You know, and he's like, cat soul. You could do know. that thing where you flick a coin in between your fingers. <laughs> yeah, little That's things all you like get. that. You're like, really? For mittens? I'll take it. Cat soul. <laughs> I can let you roll your tongue. You can roll your tongue now. That's I can already simple. roll my tongue. It's like, all right, you can... you can uh, Whistle. But really, that really loud one with two fingers. Yeah, with two fingers. Ooh, it's yeah. pretty good. People sold a chunk of theirs. Anyone that can do that is borderline paranormal. <laughs> that freaks me out. All right, Roy, we could talk about this all day. At the end of the episode, we have to decide, is this paranormal or not? Is this a yes or a no? 
Uh, I love this story. I think it comes from a place of real rich history, lore, and religion and culture, which I think is always exciting uh, when you're looking into a case like this. Unfortunately, on the side of evidence, which is always what we've got to come down on, we have uh, claims that Robert was shit and then he was great. Yeah. Um, we have the stories and the songs he wrote himself, which do include some satanic imagery. I'm not going to lie. Um quite specific satanic imagery as well but uh but what we need is like we need a uh architect not an architect we need an archaeologist to dig up and discover the con the soul contract itself mm. we need um multiple testimonies from people saying that he had fucking horns that if he looked in a mirror he had no reflection exactly that he played the guitar so well because he had hooves for hands it's true. Um, which, unfortunately, we just don't have in this case. I mean, yes, someone going from the worst musician of all time to one of the all-time greatest rock legends, that's a big difference. But as you said, um, I mean, this is the South of America um, a long time ago. We have to assume that there was definitely some racism at play. It could have possibly been that he came into this country music bar, whatever it was, and uh, I mean, he could have been the best at that point, and they wouldn't have, <laughs> and they wouldn't have given him like the time of day. That's so true. Um, and then possibly it just got to a point later on where he was too big and too popular and too good to ignore yeah like it gets to a point where you just can't say he's not that good anymore uh because he's like yeah. selling out bars he's selling out shows you have to convince listening. people that he used to be bad yeah or that he's demonic yeah. that's the only way yeah so um you know you have to look at it through that lens if you're definitely going to be going back at that period in history but um unfortunately without that evidence and without uh, more first-hand information i think this week even though it's an interesting case, and I would definitely be interested in doing more of these, uh, I think it's going to be a no from me this week. I think you put it perfectly. We just don't have enough to go on. And I think the there's a clear explanation there for historically why this happened. Yeah. But an incredible story. Um, if anyone does want to check out these crossroads and see if they can make a bargain of their own... Head on over to Clarksdale, Mississippi, where Highway 61 and Highway 49 meet. That's the spot where rock music was born. That's it? That's the spot? Whether the, the story is paranormal or not, that's the spot. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool you can go there. Yeah, it's like a big like music pilgrimage spot. Wow. So thank you so much to Tom Greaterex for sending that one in to us. Had a blast investigating it. If you have any of your own ideas about this one or any of your own investigations you want us to take a look at, send them into this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. You know, for three goddamn years, we've been shouting out all the links to this podcast. And I'm happy to say they're now all in the description of this episode. It's so true. Just whatever app you're in, flick up, check out the description and all the links to our social media, to uh, where you can email us, to the Patreon. It's all there. We sold our souls for a series of smart URLs. Yeah, if I had known that was a free service, I would have a soul. Yeah, which we, we kind of cashed out, I think. We're not very good at bartering. No, we actually had to... We started low and we had to argue up to get the smart URLs. He was just going to give us like... He was ready to play hardball for like 45 minutes, an hour max. And uh, as soon as we saw him face to face, I was like... Both of our souls. 
Bro, 200 listeners I, a month. I'm like, we already have that. He's like, done. <laughs> we lose half our listeners. His gavel is a flaming axe. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we cut our audience massively. I'm like, how many people did you think were listening? <laughs> our moms? Jesus. They're souls too. Soul of my mom and kids. And whilst you can check the podcast out on all of those social media platforms, the numero uno place to catch this paranormal life is on patreon.com. This is the crossroads where for a small amount of money, you can appease the gods of this podcast. That is us. Oh, yeah. And in return for your soul, as well as the cash amount, you get a bonus episodes in return. Worth it. I, I, we think it's a dope trade. Granted, we are on this side of the trade. Yeah. But uh, we think it's a good bargain because there is a paranormal backlog of bonus episodes. We got, how many are we talking, Rory? Like Almost 30, 30 now. Right, yeah. exactly. Of full-length bonus episodes um, that you can check out right now on patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. The link is in the description below. From five bucks a month, you get access to the bonus episodes. From 20 bucks a month, you can get the This Paranormal Life commune t-shirt. Oh, and I almost forgot a first in This Paranormal Life history. You can now watch clips of This Paranormal Life podcast on YouTube. We're talking, we're filming in the studio right now. We're exposing our faces for the first time. <laughs> Please be kind. <laughs> oh my God. People are like, wow, you guys talk like you're with the confidence of a 10, but you you have a voice for podcasts. You have the posture of a night goblin. Look, I'll be honest with you guys, right? YouTubers, they get all the fame, the glitz and the glory. It's true. You know, podcasters, they're pushed into the shadows. We live in the sewers. We, we, are, we hide in your AirPods. You know, we never see the light of day. We're So we're swapping now. We're going to be full-blown YouTubers. We're going to get a house in the well, Hollywood I didn't, I didn't Hills. Say that, actually. We're going to go to crazy sex parties well, and vlog the whole thing. Interesting, I guess. So you're definitely going to want to head over to... What the f*** is our YouTube channel? <laughs> well it doesn't exist yet but it's gonna exist don't worry bro like it's gonna be a big thing all right okay. by the time the video goes up listen i don't know a lot about how youtube works but i honestly think we're gonna be trending you think so day one i think day one i think the nation is gonna come through i think the nation is gonna uh grow in size by a hundred times uh in order to get us trending should we come up with a, a hashtag for um for the official launch on uh on tuesday that everyone can tweet yeah like um what can we do make these ugly goblins famous <laughs> uh what's a good hashtag we can think of a good hashtag yeah the little snappy hashtag um uh oh what about hashtag tpl takeover that sounds cool okay like, okay boom here we come Starting on Tuesday, the TPL takeover. Hashtag TPL takeover. What about? Boom. I do, no, I do no, like no more that ideas. No I more do ideas. Like that one. Quick gone. one. All right, sure. Bear with me. Okay. Hashtag TPL versus KSI. Because listen, people like a good feud. That's good. And you know, that's good. You know, Jake, it worked for Jake Paul. He feuded with KSI. I think he actually got beat up in a fight as well. But 
we don't have to get in a fight. We just got to start the online feud. Yeah, we can actually cut a bunch of the, the sh bullshit out, which is like, you know, um, creating a YouTube channel with all this content, you know, mm. uh, you know, making and organizing video shoots, supporting your audience for years. We can just cut all that out and just start Boring. picking fights with people, man. That's the, the exciting shit. That's where it's at. You know what? Logan Paul, I'll investigate you because if you aren't a ghost now, you're about to be one when I dislocate your head from your body. He's a pretty big guy. Really? I shit. I, I thought he, did he was a lot like of training a... actually for, oh, for that, that fight. Shit. What about, doesn't he have like a brother, like a scrawny little brother? think he's pretty jacked also really is do they have like a i don't know like a, I, a don't tiny say like it, don't a cousin a tiny little cousin that like isn't even they don't even have to be on youtube a it could just be like a child is that like what you're a trying child to say? a borderline child right and you just like vlog behind you while i walk preferably just from get him in the back of the head because so i don't want i don't want him to get a swing this at me. is just like incriminating <laughs> right now it's, it's a four second video of me running up punching a child in the back of the head and then it just flashes up tpl takeover <laughs> welcome to youtube uh, anyone who tweeted that hashtag is being investigated by the police that's right we have video clips from um episodes from now on they're going to be going up on youtube you can find the link to our youtube in the description of this podcast please click through subscribe and don't miss um, the highlights of this paranormal life. And at the end of every episode, we like to take the time to shout out those who have supported us on Patreon. So let's go. Thank you to Lucy Bennett. Lucy Bennett is from another planet. <laughs> Pretty clever though, too, because listen, aliens that end up on Earth don't have, they don't last long. Mm -mm. The government shows up, they take them away, they're never seen again. Call, your, call yourself Lucy. Start walking around wearing, you know, put on some jeans and a t-shirt. Call yourself Lucy. Start listening to podcasts. Smart move, Lucy. So, you know, hiding in plain sight. Thank you to Kem Terry. Kem Terry is very scary. Hmm. Except Halloween. That's when they like to just chill out. Take, it, take the day off. And then the next day, come into work dressed as a freaking demon really screaming in people's ears kind of yeah. like a hipster kind of ghoul like, yeah it's like you dress up for halloween that's lame that's that's pretty normie i dress it, up on christmas and they're coming down the chimney like a goblin and yeah, it's great <laughs> that's pretty bad if on christmas day you see someone coming down the chimney and it they drop it, down and it's a goblin yeah there's only one man that should be coming down at christmas it's true there, there is only a, a window of a couple hours in the year where it's okay for anything to come down your chimney. Very true. Thank you to Michael Granados. They call him Michael Granados because similar to um, Woody in Toy Story, uh, he has like a little bit of string on his back. But if you pull it, you start the grenade. <laughs> <laughs> is that just where he... He goes have into a fury <laughs> and just starts swinging wildly. That is how you start the grenade. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. He is a bomb of a man. Thank you to Simon Crow. Simon Crow, I would like to officially welcome you to the podcast. And look, before anyone starts saying we're oversubscribed, there's nowhere for him to go. You need to you need to understand how many eggs this crow is gonna bring in on a daily basis. That's true. They're basically dropping out of them. 
So uh, I think we can all agree he's a much needed member of the commune right now. We need a lot more Eggland members, I'll tell you how much. Thank you to Ivan Yotsov. Ivan, we're sending you Yotsov love from the This Paranormal Life commune. Much like the deities of 1930s Mississippi, we do need something in return, my friend. We do. This love is, is a two-way street, for sure. Do you have any kind of egg-laying uh, man or beasts at all to that send you could our spare way. to the commune? We're not picky. Any no. type of bird, lizard, dinosaur even. Preferably lizard. Very cheap and very delicious. They're cold-blooded, so they don't need heat, which there's not a lot of here at the commune. Thank you to Maria Serdekan. Maria, are you from Korea? Specifically, the north side? Because uh, <laughs> we have a little nuclear issue that um, requires some assistance. It's um, been ongoing, actually. It has been. So um, just flash your badge. The uh, commune guards will let you straight in and uh, urge you to the, um, to, to, the, to the problem, which you can't miss, really, because it's lighting up the night sky. Yeah. Thank you to Andy Aguirre. Andy's a handy mandy. And that doesn't necessarily mean he's good at fixing stuff, but he has a lot he owns a lot of hands. Oh. Like like monkey paws and uh Jesus. severed hands, withered hands, pickled hands, a bunch of things like that. So That's awful. It's actually not that handy to have that many hands, because you don't really I got two work right fine right here. Um but just someone good to you know, be on their good side. For sure. Yeah. If you want to keep your hands, yeah. it sounds like. Thank you to Jeremy Smith. Jeremy Smith lives on a cliff. Kind of an unusual place you would think to make your home. Dangerous. That is until you realize Jeremy is in fact a puffin. He is a bird. Oh, okay. So Jeremy, I've said before, listen, we don't have any cliffs in the commune, but we would love you to make your home here and maybe leave a couple of eggs lying around yeah. from time to time. Um, you know, we can build a wall that looks a bit like a cliff. We'll make it work if you bring the eggs. Thank you to Kelly Hobbs. Kelly Hobbs has a couple of smelly dogs. Doesn't know what to do with them. They, they reek, frankly. And you can wash them, you know, to a certain point, but if they just smell that bad, where do you even take them? That's a, yeah, that's a problem right there. What do you do with... What do you do with permanently smelly dogs? Kelly, I'm sorry we don't have the answers, but I guess we could investigate them on the pod. Thank you to Arisa. Arisa? This might be a little bit forward, but can I kiss ya? I think that is a little bit forward. Well, I, I don't know. Just I feel like Because I have a to know Aristia. <laughs> what? I'm getting Arisa. Because I'm in the Policia. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> For just a kiss? That's I go to jail for that? Well, you didn't ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Jamie Webb. Jamie, proud discoverer of the uh, the macadamia nut. I'm not sure that's what it's called. Are you sure about that? It's not a macadamia. This is a very specific type of nut. Oh, it's not the famous Hawaiian delicacy? No, this macadamia? nut is ice cold. Found in the okay. belly of a spider. Okay, that's definitely not right. It's pretty hard to get your hands a on, but spider? It is... <laughs> How small would this nut have to be? It's a pretty big spider, actually. Uh, the Macadamia. We're talking is... <laughs> fucking Aragog from Lord of the Rings. You gotta fell this thing with a two-handed plus three broadsword. It's worth it for the nut. The Macadamia nut. <laughs> Thank you to Kyle Rowley. Well, if it isn't Kyle Rowdy Rowley. Row. 
a little too rowdy actually he's been in prison in juvenile detention since he was 13 years old he's now checking my notes uh 65 so why didn't they why is he still in juvie at 65 well you turns out you actually gotta finish all your school years in juvie or else Uh, you're legally still a child okay uh he kind of refused so he was a little too rowdy to be put with the other prisoners. He's still in there listening to Blink-182, skateboard. He thinks he's 13. That's pretty. Don't we all, my friend? Thank you to Jessica Kaufman. Jessica Kaufman from Kaufman's Coffins. Uh, look, we might be requiring your your services. Uh, not to say that there is a high mortality rate in the paranormal commune. A, no, a completely normal mo- mortality rate, I would say. Absolutely normal. Um, but you look... You know, I have been saying this for years. You can use coffins for a lot of things. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, do. Put your clothes Think outside in. the box. Think outside the coffin. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Make sure they are human sized. Right. Though. Because. Absolutely. Just in case. Just in case. For, I've got a lot of stuff to put away. So, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, well, I mean, we can make them bigger. We actually do storage containers. If you want something bigger, it's like, no, no, the coffins will do. The coffins, please. Do you do gravestones and flowers? Because I've been saying gravestones could be used for any number of things. <laughs> Signage. <laughs> Thank you to Peter Sugart. Peter Sugart, inventor of the Sugart cookie. Not to be confused, of course, with the sugar cookie. Oh. But, um, you know, you get some flour, some eggs, preferably rept- reptilian. Um, mix in a couple of macadamia nuts and you got yourself a sugar cookie and they are honestly so it's like an enormous they're... amount of effort to create a, a reptile eggs and macadamia nuts which come from spiders but the cookie itself is so, is so so honestly it's, it's really? fine so uh, this is is this any any way better than going to tesco's and getting five cookies for like 50p it's pretty much only cooked to kill your enemies okay the the chemical combination between lizard eggs and macadamia nuts can't be good. it's borderline explosive Two poisonous animals it's 100 percent explosive uh so you know you you cook up a dish you got a sugar cookie they've got a sugar cookie you give that bad boy to your enemy and boom and like you offer it to them and you're not technically lying you're just kind of you know you're kind of yeah. uh it's kind of a silent tea yeah would you would like you... a sugar cookie would you like a sugar cookie I'm like yeah sounds delicious why is mine covered in cobwebs and yours is from a tesco meal deal is that a coffin delivery guy in the, <laughs> in the driveway <laughs> thank you to baxter dimaro baxter from baxter's wax and fur if you if you need wax if you need fur he's got you covered he's like some kind of like gold rush era fur trapper exactly wax and fur how is that your business it's not a good business but he has an abundance of both um i don't know why you'd ever want a furry candle but if you do he's your man he's the guy um i imagine he owns a couple guns at least yeah very waxy fluffy guns Thank you to Secret Corgi. You know, I like the idea of a Secret Corgi. You know, Corgi's pretty cute. Yeah. Pretty, pretty innocent. Who are they secret from? Are they but secret? What, are, what, yeah, what are they hiding? I want to know what this Secret Corgi is up to. Yeah. Because a Corgi, like a Husky is a suspicious looking dog. Yeah. What's that dog doing here? It looks like it belongs in, in Devilish Antarctica. Good looks. Yeah, those steel blue eyes. Yeah. A little Corgi. 
What's he planning? That a fart? Is, <laughs> that is, They're you so know, cute and adorable. That's why the royal family of corgis. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. They're all enlisted. Like these spies, bro. I hear you. Okay. Thank you to Alex Hardy and Harley Dean. Come on down to Hardy's Harleys. <laughs> where Alex or Dean will be more than happy to sell you a Harley. Or fuck it, a Hardy. <laughs> a Harley is granted a bike. You don't want to know what a Hardy is. Are they working hardy or Harley working? Hey! hey. No, seriously, they're going on a business. We they because no one knows what the f they sell, so <laughs> they got you got to get down there. It's a weird shop. Thank you to Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson, you are the bomb, son. Have you ever seen this guy cannonball into a swimming pool? Boom! Hey, that's Nails not a lie. There's signs everywhere, Chris. You should know better than to get... what what swimming pool have you ever been to that you're allowed to cannonball into? Chris doesn't give a flying bomb. <laughs> he's fully clothed in a four piece suit. That's right. He's added a layer, and that Jesus. layer is a swimsuit. <laughs> Did I mention he's an arms dealer? He's also selling bombs. Thank you. Lastly, but not leastly, to Melanie Pringle. They call her Melanie Pringle because once she pops, she just can't stop. I'm sweet. What is what is popping though in there? It's sadly it's a new street drug. It's it has landed her in rehab. Oh, sadly, very sad. It's not a kind nickname. She's addicted to pop. She's addicted to pop. And not we're not talking about soda here, are we? Like it's not. I I wish. Oh. I really wish it was Coke. You know, the soda. I drug. wish it was cocaine. I really <laughs> it's that pop. Bad? Pop is you don't want to know, bro. Oh my god! I wish it was heroin. Between you and me, I wish it was heroin. Uh, so Melanie, get out soon. Uh, it's like pop isn't coke. It's root beer. She's hooked on root beer. <laughs> it's bad. Thank you to everyone we've shouted out today, and everyone we are yet to shout out on this paranormal life. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back next Tuesday, as always, with a brand new paranormal tale. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 